rifling through those long boxes and bagging those books. Welcome to your home for Star Wars comics. This is the Cosmic Force Podcast, a Utini Podcast Network production. And now, here are your hosts, Tyler Reganti, Emma Park, Caleb Lamanek, and Jacob Bosch. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Episode 7 of the Cosmic Force, a Utini Network podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Emma Park, and you're probably wondering why Tyler isn't greeting you this evening, but that's because he's on vacation. So, Tyler, we hope you're having a great time, but we'll miss you for sure. We've got a great show for you tonight, along with a special guest. But before we dive into it, let me go around and introduce the other hosts. First up, we've got Caleb. Caleb, how are you doing? I'm doing great, Emma. It's good to be here. I'm really excited for this uh, show this week. I think we're going to have a real knockout episode here. So I'm um, looking forward to chatting with you all shortly. Absolutely. And as always, our man behind the keys, uh, our very own Wes Jenkins-esque <laughs> type person we've got here, Jacob. Jacob, how are you doing tonight? Uh, Pretty well. I definitely do not have the Carolina Hurricanes game two up on my monitor right now. Uh, everything's <laughs> fine. Um, not, you know, it's 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 Stanley Cup season and um, you got, got to represent and hopefully I can secure uh, my free chicken sandwich next uh, tomorrow if we win. So going pretty good. Well, at least you're rocking the Cosmic Force colors. So there's that. Um, so we have our very special guest this evening, uh, Utini's own Carl Sander. Carl, can you introduce yourself to everyone and, and maybe describe what you do at Utini? Yeah. Hi, everybody. Uh, like Emma said, I'm Carl. I'm uh, one of the writers at Utini. I've been there for, for a while, uh, helping out with collections, uh, occasional guides, and, and chipping in on reviews. And every, every once in a great while, uh, they scrape the bottom of the barrel in the bullpen, and, and I come help out with a podcast or two. That's awesome. Yeah, we love having Carl here. Uh, he's a great guest. On, on He's been on a, a couple podcasts now, I'd say. And uh, we're super excited for tonight's show because the three of us Cosmic Force uh, hosts are going to be building a reading list for Carl, um, who's just starting to dive into the comics. So there should be some interesting picks. And um, I guess in classic Living Force style, we're going to be doing it in like a draft order type of thing. So it should be a lot of fun. But before we dive into the meat of the show, uh, Jacob, what is on our weekly pull list? Yeah, so there's a solid one comic book coming out today, and that is Bounty Hunters number 12. This is, again, under the War of the Bounty Hunters event. It's Prelude Target Solo, uh, not to be confused with Target Vader. Uh, the writer is Ethan Sachs, uh, pencils by Paolo Villanelli. Uh, the cover is by Mattia De Luis, and uh, the colorist is Arif Prianto. And letters from Travis Lanham. And as always, you can get the links to this down in the Comixology link for this book down in the description uh, in YouTube right now if you would like to pick that up. Yeah, more War of the Bounty Hunters uh, preludes. And man, the story is really heating up and uh, is, is a pretty good issue. Although you know, we had a little bit of discussion in Slack today about the pronunciation of uh, or the the writing style of 4LOM because they spell it uh, <laughs> phonetically for <laughs> love yes so uh, that's always a fun fun debate tweet at us tell us you know how do you prefer to say it how do you prefer to see it spelled in comic books we want to know um, so before we dive into uh, building our reading lists for Carl 
we have our classic segment. I think we can call it classic by now. Uh, what we're loving. So we're going to start with our favorite art this week. And I'm going to start um, with my art of the week uh, from Jedi Fallen Order Dark Temple number three uh, with art by Paolo Villanelli. And uh, I really loved this this image of of um, the second sister and a bunch of purge troopers. Um, it's on a planet called Ontotho, and it really had this crate type of vibe with the red dust, um, and it really looks sinister with the fire behind the second sister. And you know, playing Fallen Order, you know, the second sister is a super cool character for many reasons, and um, you know. She, she was discussed the other night on, on the Living Force uh, in the draft. She fell super low in the draft order, to my surprise. She's a great character. Um, so anyways, I love this art, how, how sinister it looked and the colors and popping, all that. Um, so, yeah, that's my art of the week. Um, Caleb, what is your favorite art this week? Well, we're continuing on with the uh, Sith train here. This is from the uh, Dark Horse comic, uh the Darth Vader and the Ghost Prison came out in 2012 by art by Augustine Alessino. Uh, it has this kind of two new characters. One, I think, showed up in the previous arc. The other one is kind of the main character, this one. And they're talking about their, like, respective ways that they got crippled, you know, before they really joined on and became who they were in the Empire. And I just love the uh, the setup of this panel as it has the two characters kind of facing each other with the four panels kind of going through their past and the explosions... You know, one of them is kind of a Darth Vader knockoff with like these glowing red droid eyes and you know prosthetics. And the other one literally lost an arm and scarred up his face in the explosion. And just some really great. Uh, I just love it when these panels kind of play together. You gotta be careful because if you're reading them digitally, it'll just sh- show one page and then the other page. So you gotta you know realize that these are supposed to be put together so you can kind of read them together. So really great page on that front. You know Darth Vader and Ghost Prison Prison had a lot of really detailed and rich art, so always fun to talk about that one. Um, Jacob, what have you been uh, watching? Yeah, so uh, this is a a great panel that really stuck out to me from the Age of the Republic special. Uh, So this one, it's uh, art with pencils by Carlos Gomez and colors by Dono Sanchez Almara. And it's a beautiful, beautiful image of Asajj and just experiencing the love and loss uh, with the rest of the Night Sister family uh, in a all-time classic Clone Wars episode um, displayed here. So yeah, uh, this one uh, completely caught me off guard with how how amazing this page is, and that is why it is my art of the week this week. Yeah, I love that that green uh, surrounding her. That's great. Yeah, I think I was actually reading that earlier this week, too. It's weird that we're on the same wavelength like that. For sure. And uh, lastly, we've got Carl, who picked out his favorite art as well. What do you got, Carl? Yeah, so this is from uh, High Republic number four. And uh, if you haven't read it yet and plan to, don't worry. Uh, I'm not going to spoil anything uh, you know, anything more than the concept art you may have already seen. Uh, so this is from uh, number four with pencils by Ario Anandito and colors by Annalisa Leone. Uh, and... This captures a couple things that I really dig about pretty much this entire High Republic project. Uh, one is the look of the Jedi, and uh, the concept artists and other uh, comic book artists are doing just a really cool job of taking the Jedi that we know from on screen in the Clone Wars and the prequel era and backdating them, uh, the, you know, the 230 years. 
Uh, and, you know, they look sharp. Like, she's not in the temple. She's not a Starlight Beacon. She's out in the field. And, you know, but that's no reason to dress like a schlub. So uh, I feel like the High, Repub- High Republic Jedi are kind of like, you know, they dress like Caleb, all the, you know, the Jedi <laughs> that we're used to dress like us. <laughs> uh, but the other thing I really like is, is they've introduced a lot of really cool characters. Uh, and, and while I like a lot of them, uh, I chose to focus on uh, Avar Chris here. And there's a, there's just a couple things I really like about this and, and how the artist did it. Uh, the It's a dynamic picture, right? Uh, she's kind of striding out of the art toward you. Um, but, you know, she's certainly not Mace Windu. She's not busting down doors uh, and she's not quite ready to knock heads. But at the same time, she's not taking uh, anybody's nonsense. And so I really like how they, they struck that balance. You can see the sense of motion, uh, but she's not, you know, not really kicking down the door. And, and I think that speaks a lot to her character. And I don't want to spoil too much for anyone who hasn't read it yet, but... Uh, that, that's something I've really enjoyed about it so far. Yeah, that's great, yeah. Carl. I, I love, love the Jedi in, in the higher public. You're totally right. I mean, they're fashion forward, but they're also practical, and, and we love that. <laughs> exactly. I, you know, you can even tell that you know, like you get the sense of motion because you can see her kind of peeking out between the uh, other panels on the far side there. Like, you know, she's more important than whatever's happening there. Yep, yep. She's a Jedi on a mission, but uh, she's, you know, still, still pretty cool as a cucumber, you know? <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> Um, so, uh, Caleb, we have a community uh, submission this week. Why don't you tell us about that? We do, actually, and it was won by our very own Cad Bin. He's actually in the chat right now, so good job, Cad. You won, you Cad, you. Uh, you got, this was from Dr. Afra 2016, uh, issue number 25. A uh, Kind of a really good point here in uh, Dr. Afra's career let's put it that way it's you know in a really low point in her life as she's just like realizing she makes constant bad decisions that just continue to snowball and cause worse and worse issues but you got some really dynamic art and lighting there as she ignites this ancient lightsaber she's like screaming her guts out like this is gonna work i you know i and just like you can really tell the desperation and like franticness that's happening in this one so this is a really good pick so good job can and you're going to um get you to yourself a free comic code we'll be hitting you up on your dms so if you want to be go ahead yeah i would say uh yeah cad reach out to me and also um blind fates i don't think we ever got you yours from last week as well so uh just dm me after the show and i will get you hooked up Absolutely. Congratulations. Love that art. Love Dr. Afra as always. Exactly. And if you want to be featured, hit us up at the Cosmic Force show or hit us up on our Discord, Twitter, you know, DM us, YouTube mentions any way you want, you know, send us some artwork and you could be featured here as well. And so get a free comic book. That too. I'm, you know, you know, fame and fortune. Sorry, fame, <laughs> then fortune. <laughs> yeah, like and, I saw I saw some people asking and and I've seen a few people in the past couple weeks asking for comic book codes in Discord and like hey anyone got a spare code for whatever issue it's like you know the easiest way to do it literally just send in a a picture of a comic book panel to me uh and, and I mean like nothing against Cad Ben we love his submission I would not have chosen a repeat person within like three weeks <laughs> if I had many other options to go from the only other one I think I saw this week was Blind Fates. Who won last week. So it's really, it's as simple as, hey, I find pretty picture in comic book. Please give me free comic book. That, that's that's usually about how it goes. Yes, and we love seeing it too. We, lo- we love to discuss uh, all of your art that you submit in, in Discord. We love to see it. So send it our way. We love it. 
exactly. Um, like over in Discord, the other choice was having a, another wrinkly uh, Palpatine that we talked a little bit about yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> and that, let's let's face a, it, that's not a, a gorgeous picture. I mean, you know. <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So uh, lastly here, we've got our little section where we're going to talk about what we've been reading over this last week, uh, comics or otherwise. Uh, and I'll kick us off here. Uh, I've been reading the Star Wars archives, um, which you can see behind me. Uh, that's just the box, not the actual book. Um, but holy smokes, you guys. This is a crazy book. It weighs like a thousand pounds. And the pages are gorgeous. It was thought out so well. Uh, in the beginning of the book, you actually get to read a little bit about George Lucas's um, early life and uh, his early projects, uh, projects he worked on in college, and uh, all these little things about him. And it was so interesting to read about George Lucas and then to transition into his like first, you know, total hit of a project, Star Wars, which, you know, changed the, you know, uh, the movies as we as we know it um the man's a genius and, and it was cool to to read about his early life so i recommend it even even just for that um but it's huge it's gonna take me forever to get through it because it's 600 pages um but it's really awesome it's a ton of fun and uh, i've also been reading uh skywalker a family at war still uh, i kind of read like a, a couple essays or so um like before i go to bed um and for anybody that doesn't have that book, the it's kind of broken up into essays, um, which are sort of chapters, and they're not too long. They're like they're like ten pages, ten to like fifteen, sometimes shorter. Um, it's the perfect bedtime read, um, and it's very interesting as well to sort of have an in-universe um, sort of history book. And I, I didn't think I would like it, but I, I really, really do. So um, check it out if you've been sleeping on it. I, I really recommend it. So that's what I've been reading uh, this week. Caleb, what have you been reading? I've been doing a little bit of catching up, uh, going all over this place. Uh, I read the next couple arcs in Afra. I'm one of those people who has to slow play things. Like, I can really enjoy a series, but I find more joy in, like, reading an arc or two arcs. Been like, I'm going to put this down now because I don't... Last thing I want to do is blaze through that. Um, for any a few fantasy nerds out there, I tried to do the Wheel of Time, you know, a long time ago, and about book five of Powering Through, I just had to put that down. So I learned, you gotta slow play things. So I'm going, doing a couple arcs of Afra. I'm also uh, going in and, you know, like, hunting down, like, all the Charles soul I can find. So I picked up a couple of, like, his earlier stuff and just really enjoying him as a writer and all he brings to the table. So that's kind of what I've been going through with that one there. Uh, Jacob, what are you up to? Yeah, so going, going strong with my uh, release order read-through, I am about to finish up the Siege of Shutoran, which is honestly super cool. Like, uh, Queen Trios as a character, I think, is incredibly interesting. And uh, in that, just like, she, without giving anything away, she plays many different roles incredibly well, and I think is pretty intriguing throughout the whole series. Uh, and then I'm also into Age of Re Age of Rebellion now. I, I said last week that I really loved Age of Republic. Age of Rebellion so far isn't doing it for me as much. Like I got really excited because like, oh yeah, Tarkin was first, and it like tie it started off with a tie into the novel, and then it just went weird places. Uh, to be honest, uh, so it's not doing it for me as much, but I'm still enjoying all these one-off stories. Um, the special had a very, very strange story about, um, 
Porkins and Biggs going on vacation. Um, and I'll just leave it at that. <laughs> it's the strangest story I think I've ever read in comics for Star Wars, and that's saying a lot. Well, okay, of course it can't touch uh, Darth Empire, Dark Empire two, but it's pretty close. So, now, no, were all those written by the same person, or were, because I know they have different artists? No, this well for there's three for each of the Age of series. I think there's three authors that kind of like bounce around. I think they might each have two individual uh issues and then they all have a story in the special i believe okay. so it's more or less that so yeah that's what i've been reading uh carl have you have you been reading anything interesting as of late yeah not too long ago i finished uh greater good and uh it it was great uh i'm really enjoying that ascendancy uh trilogy so far uh, in fact i'm enjoying it so much that it's making me uh, it's actually helping me get past some of the things that bothered me about the first Canon Thrawn trilogy. So I, I like that one even more now because of the Ascendancy trilogy, which is a, a pretty pretty impressive feat by uh, Mr. Zahn. I, th- I think he might have a future at this writing gig. Uh, <laughs> as far as comics go, um, I did take advantage of the, uh, thanks to Emma, uh, Emma's enabling, I took advantage of the Comixology sale and uh, anything that was on sale that I uh, didn't already have digitally because uh, I had a few, a few digital ones already. Um, and even some that I had physical copies of, I, I just bought everything. Um, and instead of so far, instead of ju- jumping into any of the, the big legends or canon lines, uh, you know, that you guys are going to help me out with, uh, I've read some of the more obscure ones just to, just to kind of check them out. So, um, I, for example, I read the, the comic adaptation of Han Solo at Star's End, which was kind of trip. Um, I've been kind of poking my way through the, uh, the English translation of the manga adaptation of uh, the original trilogy, uh, and that's been pretty fun to see. And uh, the other one, the one that I'm uh, most entertained by so far, uh, and it's kind of a nice uh, nice segue off of Emma's Star Wars archives, is The Star Wars. And what this is, is a comic adaptation uh, that's written by J.W. Rinsler, who uh, some folks may recognize as a guy who's done a lot of the behind-the-scenes books uh, about the development of Star- uh, different installments in the Star Wars saga. Uh, in the course of his research, he found a 1974 version of George Lucas's script, uh, and eventually, between him and Dark Horse, they got George to say, "Yeah, go ahead and do it." Uh, all by itself, it's a really cool book. The art is amazing. One of the characters, I swear, they must have used Jason Mewes from the Jay and Silent Bob movies uh, as the inspiration for. Um, but the, you know, the work is beautiful. The story by itself is pretty neat. Yeah, but I think I actually got that on one of like a large Infinite Omnibus sort of like larger book here, and I actually read that. Yeah, it, it's um, as, as an artifact of Star Wars history. It's really cool though too, just to see how different it was, and, and you'll see names that that we know from the movies, mm-hmm. uh, but they're names for different places and different people doing different stuff, uh, and it's it's really wild to see uh, what what that was. It's really good, but you can also tell like if this was put. When I was going through it, my big thought was, if this was actually put on screen, this would be like another forgettable 70s, you know, sci-fi sort of thing. There's some cool moments in here, but, like, if there was just, it lacked, I don't know, something I think would have made it timeless that the original movie had. I'm glad it got reworked, let's put it that way. Yeah, definitely. Uh, Yeah, I would not have wanted this to be uh, uh, what what we saw instead of A New Hope. Mm -hmm. Um, so, So my interest in it is, you know, aside from, like, they did beautiful work. Oh, yeah, uh, it looks great. Um, my, my interest in it and, and what, you know, my, my entertainment value in it is kind of as a historical artifact or a, a, a look at, you know, what, what that draft was like then. 
That's it's, interesting. It's I had no idea that was a thing. <laughs> yeah, you get a cap. Yeah, check it out. It's almost like you can see George Lucas like working things out because you see like it's like the beta version, and then you see what it turns into, and it's like this really fun like development cycle sort of thing. So you can For almost sure. tell what George Lucas was watching a lot of. Like he got into samurai movies after that. It's like, ooh, mm-hmm. I should start doing a lot more with this. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, that's funny because uh, when I was reading the Star Wars archives. Um, I came across uh, a page that had um, a, a few like pages of the original script for the Star Wars. Um, so that's funny that you mentioned that. I've got to check that out. That's very cool. All right. Let's dive right into making some recommendations for Carl. Um, so before we uh, did the show, we asked him a few questions. Um, basically a question to ask us questions, if that makes any sense. Um, and so the, the general response that we got from Carl was, you know, where to start, which is a very common question when people are starting out with comics or, or trying to get into it, like very hardcore is where do you start? Do you start with issue one of something? Do you start out with a, a volume of something? Um, and the other part is, is what do you do with, with crossovers, um, you know, where do you start with some characters? Because some characters might be introduced in some things, but then they get their own line. And I mean, this is all to say that comics are very confusing. (laughs) So um, the other question that we asked Carl um, was to tell us some of his preferences, because, you know, let's be real, there's so many comics out there, legends and canon. And what's the point in reading something that you're just not interested in? So some people are interested in uh, the Jedi and some people are not interested in that at all. Um, so we wouldn't want to recommend somebody to read a Jedi-centric story when they're not really into that. Um, and so, Carl, can you tell the audience a little bit of uh, what your preferences are? Yeah, well, that uh, the first question, um, uh, if I remember right, when when I answered it, I was specifically talking about the Afro series because uh, you know a lot of people have been talking about it, in, in, and not even in comic and book. Uh, podcast it, it gets talked a lot about just in star wars in general and um you know i listened to the audio drama last year and maybe that spoiled some finer points in the plot but you know one i'll probably forget it uh and, and more importantly it made me more excited for it and so uh, when i saw i think it was somebody in the discord um posted that the omnibus was available so uh, i went and got this this big beautiful monstrosity uh but it got me wondering uh, where's the best part to uh best place to start w- with afra is it you know, issue after issue one, or is the you know are there backdoor pilots in the comic book universe like there sometimes are in TV? Uh, that would be a better place to start for her story. Um, as far as other preferences, I've always liked uh, Jedi lore and Force lore. So um, as part of that fascination, I've already gone back to like Dawn of the Jedi, Tales of the Jedi, uh, John Jackson Miller's Knights of the Old Republic. So I, I've checked those out, uh, and so I'd love to know uh, what other series you think you guys think would be good for that, um, and. You know, I have a, a professional background in military aviation, so I've got a soft spot in my heart for starfighters. Uh, in fact, it was probably being a fan of X-Wing fighters that got me down that road uh, to begin with as a little kid. Uh, so, you know, anything you have uh, along those lines would be great, too. Awesome. So, uh, taking these things in mind, um, we all sort of thought in our heads before what we might want to pick for Carl. We have not told anybody else, so we haven't influenced anybody else's picks. So this should be very interesting, and we're going to go in like a snake draft order. Um, but before we actually make our picks, uh, Jacob, can you go over the ground rules? 
Yeah, so I just gave, gave everyone a few rules. Uh, everyone gets three picks to make. It will be a snake draft, and Emma went ahead and randomized that ahead of time. So I am the first pick, Caleb is second, and then Emma is third, and then we'll snake back and forth. Um, we are not allowed to pick duplicates. Um, so if I picked... Uh, Star. So if I pick, let's say, Star Wars Volume 1, they cannot also pick Star, Star Wars Volume 1. However, we are allowed to pick from different arcs within the same series. Uh, you can Your your picks can be either an arc, uh, a one-shot, or a mini-series, uh, and the mini-series are capped at 12 issues, so basically Kanan and down. Uh, and then uh, you cannot pick anything that's in the Foundational 5. And for the extended series and the foundational five, I just treat it as volume one. So you are allowed to tr- pick something beyond the first volume. Ah. Uh, so that, so Caleb, you didn't pick anything that violated that. Emma did. So I, I, I so I'm a rule breaker. Up, pre- <laughs> yeah. So there new? we go. Yeah. Uh, and then w- really quickly, before we actually get into the draft itself, um, I wanted to help Carl with his Dr. Afra question. Um, so, you said you you listened to the audio drama and you were kind of wondering if that was going to spoil anything. Well, it's just basically an adaptation of her story from the comic books anyway, so you're going to be honestly reading more or less the same thing, but you get to see all the cool art now. Um, and just looking at it, the omnibus is probably the just read that. That's probably all you need, really, because it starts with the uh, her Darth Vader issues, so you'll see where she comes from, and then it gets into her 2016 series, and it contains all of the issues for the Screaming Citadel crossover uh, and uh, her annual and all that. So really, you should be fine just reading that. And if you want more, maybe after you're done, you could read the rest of the 2015 Darth Vader series from start to finish. It's like 25 issues. Um, And there's a little bit more of her there. But yeah, I think you'll probably get just about all you need just from that omnibus, just reading it cover to cover. So cool. Yeah. I might need to go find one of those uh, dictionary stands like they have in the library though. That, uh, <laughs> yeah, it's, that props it's, it up for you. Uh, yeah. As, as Eric might say, it's a, it's, it's a thick book. It's thick. <laughs> or, I, I paraphrase. <laughs> oh, definitely. But the, yeah, but if you don't have the omnibus, uh, the canonical entry point for Dr. Afra is in the Darth Vader 2015 series. So if you want to get all of Afra from beginning to end, start with Darth Vader until she's almost written out a story, then switch back to the uh, actual uh, Dr. Afra comic books. Yeah. So Perfect. That's that. So now I think it's time to get into the pick. Cue the NFL draft theme music. All right. So my first pick, you know, I have a list of picks and I wasn't honestly sure which one I would take first overall because I see I know who what everyone picked because I got the art for it, but I made my picks first so they wouldn't influence me. Mm-hmm. Uh, but knowing this, I could pick snipe you guys, but I, I will not. I'm gonna take what I think is the best overall pick of my list, uh, and that's for Carl. Something very recent as Darth Vader 2020 Volume Two. I think as a this, like this thing like wrapped up like a month ago. Uh, and it, as someone who's into like force lore, it might not be Jedi lore, but Sith lore, I think this is like, this is a crazy, like just off the wall, like force heavy Star Wars story. And I think it's one of the, of, of the legal picks I can make. It's probably one of the best ones in Canon right now. Uh, and I am not well-versed in legends comics, uh, yet. So uh, I think this is probably the best I could give you right now. It is a fantastic story. If you like Darth Vader, 
if you want to see, if you want to get a little more glimpse into what's going on behind the scenes uh, in the sequel trilogy with Palpatine, uh, I think this is a great place to go. And that is why it is the over the number one overall pick in the Carl comics draft. <laughs> So yeah. that's that's a Very damn good, good pick. It's I good mean, pick. it's a really good story. Plus, you know, the first arc is good. I don't think I think I it's liked very it. Good. I don't yeah. think I liked it anywhere as much as the second arc, though, because it kind of is wrapping up loose ends with his own pl- it's, backstory, I, I, which it's is just fine. It's just a, it's a different. It does different things. Like it's a it's a great story on in its own merit. I just think for what Kara was looking for, I think this might appeal a little bit more to him. Exactly. So volume. you don't feel like you have to read the first arc. It's still pretty good, but the second arc stands on its own two legs. Unlike Vader for the first half. Yeah, and the other good thing about this volume <laughs> too know. is uh is that it, it ties into the movies pretty well, and that's all I'll say. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so Caleb, I think you have oh, the next pick. In the I have the next pick, don't I? Um, let's go ahead and get this one out of the way before someone else snags it. Um, I'm going to pick Poe Dameron, volume number one. And maybe you could also throw volume number two in there if you really, if you like that too. You know, it is the easiest pick because of Yoda know, Starfighter influence. One thing I really liked about it is one, it has really good, great art by Phil Noto. We already spent an entire episode talking about that. So great artwork. Plus, um, it's in a um, you know in the the sequel trilogy era, which not a lot of uh, media has come out in that area. So it's really good to see these you know fun characters and like this the new world they set up and actually kind of dive into it. You know, not to get like too grandstandy and soapboxy, but you know what part of the reason why we now love this the prequel era so much is because so much media like the Clone Wars, the comics, the games have come out about that era so now we love that era so much you know we can argue about the quality of the movies until the sun runs out and we will but you know because there's so much media around it there's so much hype that we can really enjoy that thing and we like the movies now more so the more you know comics we get into the sequel trilogy the better and that's a you know, Poe Dameron's a really good character. He, you know, it's got some really fun, um, you know, artwork. It's really great Starfire chases. And he has a villain in Doctor, in, uh, was it Commander Trex, T-Rex? Agent, Agent Terex. Agent T-Rex, yes. Okay. And, you know, it's just a really good, like, you know, s- you know, fight. So you get to do some wild, crazy stuff with, like, kaiju fights. And it's just a fun, you know, read. Yeah. I'm not trying to sell Caleb's pick for him. But I think yeah, it it is a really good you because you 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 had asked about it. It's a great starfighter focused comic, but it's also it's like mixes of like yeah, like starfighting and like espionage almost because mm-hmm. it's I mean it's very like it's the it's the resistance before. I mean, at, at this time, it's it's kind of similar to Thrawn where they're like afraid to shoot at a first order ship first, mm-hmm. like they you know it's a. They they aren't allowed to really preemptive strike at all, so it's little mixes of that that kind of like almost spy genre in there. Yeah, kind of like a Indiana Jones. You know, it's pre World War II, so we know the Nazis are the bad guys, but we also know we're not at war with them yet, so we can't do like you know covert actions. So you can be staring at each other across the bar, knowing that fights are coming, but you know you don't have to shoot on sight. Yeah, and I'd cool. say that the other great cool. thing about this Poe Dameron Volume One is that. The way that Noto does the art during like the dog fights, which I think is is what would interest you the most, is the is you know the starfighters mm-hmm. and the dog fights. It it builds on the character development 
uh, as well. So you don't just get the action. You also get the character development through the art that he does, which is super cool. Cool. Yeah. So I think I have the next two picks, the third pick in the first round. Um, and then, oh, yes, before I do. Hold on. <laughs> we have some, uh, we have an example of this uh, this art Artwork. from Poe Dameron. And one moment. One, one, just, just a, th- there we go. There we go. I mean, yeah. Look at that beautiful just a, art. Just a really cool outline and just like unique way of presenting a, a battle between like two small squadrons. I thought it was cool. So Yeah. No, that is cool. For sure. I had it saved from last week, so I figured I'd drag it out real quick. <laughs> <laughs> so, yes, um, for my first pick... Um, the, the third overall pick in the Carl's Comics draft, I am going to recommend Han Solo, Imperial Cadet. And I am picking this because it's a great comic that shows the Imperial Naval Academy and, and how they sort of de- uh, learn how to fly TIE fighters, basically. You wouldn't necessarily gather that from this cover. You know, you see... Uh, gambling. <laughs> um, but, you know, of course, this is Han Solo. He gets into some antics. You know, this is going to happen. Um, but I, I enjoyed reading about um, not only Han, but the, some of the other cadets uh, learning how, like, okay, their first instinct is to help out their fellow pilots, but the Empire doesn't really want you to do that. And so struggling, um, you know, with that, like, moral decision of of how do you fly in the empire um but still like be a good person i guess um so yeah i really love this series and i think you're gonna love it too excellent yeah yeah and i this wouldn't think i wouldn't know anything about fighter pilots and casinos at all <laughs> <laughs> of course not no. yeah no i at least this, no, so it, none it t- you could, nothing you'd say on air yeah <laughs> this Sports one ties in well <laughs> with his his solo movie yeah. uh, appearance and honestly like having watched the movie i was like this is not exactly how to expect him to flame out of the academy um like it was like oh yeah he just like did something really stupid like jacked a tie fighter and that's what happened that's why he got kicked out but no it's a little bit more complex than that uh, yeah very cool story honestly like emma when you picked this like i was like or like you sent me your first one and I had to veto one because it was against the rules. And then, then I was like thinking about my own. I'm like, you know, Imperial Cadet might be a good one. And then you picked it. I'm like, well, never mind. But yeah, I, I loved it. And it's also, you know, very timely. It is the first chronological canon ex- uh, appearance of one very important character for a uh, event going on right this now. This is true. Mm. So yes. yeah, if, if you want to see the origins of uh, one um, Terminator Star Wars man himself, Baylor Valence, uh, it is in this comic book. So definitely would recommend it for that as well. Yeah, this is okay. a really, really solid, solid comic. Have you read it, Caleb? No, no. I keep seeing it. I'm like, uh, I'll get around to it. I'll get, I'll get there soon. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, it's weird because like the cover doesn't really depict really what it's about. So I think, I think maybe well, that turns people off. I don't know. Since when have comic covers actually that, that, cared about what's on the true. inside of the comic? It's very true. You make a point. Um, so yeah, that was my uh, first pick. And since we're going in snake order, I have the next pick as well. Uh, the fourth overall pick in the Carl's Comics draft. Um, I am picking Star Wars Obsession. So it's our first Legends comic off the board. Um, 
full disclosure, I haven't read a lot of Legends comics, but I did read some uh, for my appearance on Legends Look Back, and this really stuck with me. Um, I wish that this was canon. Uh, if you want, in your mind, it could be canon. It totally could. It's got some really awesome Jedi stuff, um, and especially with, with um, uh, the original Clone Wars uh, animated cartoon if you watch that on disney plus it makes it even cooler because you've got dirge who um who is on the cover of one of the upcoming right the upcoming something in war of the bounty hunters did i make that up yeah he he no he's 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 on he's in it he's on a cover for something i don't remember which one it is but yeah he's there yeah so you, so you get some dirge you get some really awesome force and jedi stuff which i know you like carl um mm-hmm. and a really awesome tie-in to Revenge of the Sith as well, and the Clone Wars. It, it oh, really cool. is the the Legends bridge between those two, um, which is so cool. I felt so giddy reading this. It's just it was that amazing. I mean, there's no Ahsoka. You know, she wasn't like she didn't exist yet, but it's so so good. You get awesome Padme and Anakin stuff, and then you get some awesome Jedi fights, and you get some Ventress. It's it's great. Well, you must have said Legends three times because I see Jared showed up. Oh. <laughs> literally, literally, right as we switch over to the Legends cover, it's like, hey, it's Carl from Jared. It's like, oh, wow. Could have scripted it. Uh, this pick is dedicated to Jared Mays, who made me read this. It's very good. <laughs> so, yeah, that is my pick. Uh, Caleb, you have the next pick, the fifth overall uh, pick. Yes. Just a minor thing. Just when I heard you say Star Wars obsession, I'm like, that sounds like a Jane Austen crossover. <laughs> <laughs> all right, well, we're going to keep this uh, theme going uh, with the Jedi and all like that, and I'm going to pick Star Wars Obi-Wan and Anakin by Charles Soule. Um, I kind of read this uh, kind of earlier this week and was blown away by how really good it is. I One big thing that I love about it is it shows when Obi-Wan is trying to mentor Anakin when he's still essentially a very young Padawan. He's like 12 years old, and that's not something we've really seen before, because in the movies, we jump from him to a, as a toddler to him like as an 18-year-old, 17-year-old boy, and there's like, you know, this huge middle ground where we see, you know, his important development, and there's some really good moments in here, so you can see, you know, more Obi-Wan as a really, you know, you know, kick-ass, you know, Jai Master. Then you also get to see Anakin as a real punk. It's great. And, you know, it it was a little surprising because they get, you know, minor, you know, spoilers, but they get crash landed on this giant ice planet, and there's these giant Zeflin fights and, like, you know, Sky Captain, World of Tomorrow sort of technology and, you know, people boarding with harpoon guns and, you know, you and shotgun shells. It's just, like, a wild sort of, like, trip through this forgotten, desolate, frozen wasteland. It's honestly very reminiscent of Dark Empire 2. Two, I think, with the like the steampunk Jedi hidden world. Kind of. Like, it's been you... a while since I read that. Wait a second. Yeah, I read Obi Wan basically... and Anakin, and there was no naked Palpatine. Just kidding. There is no naked Palpatine. <laughs> See, okay, it's missing the best part of Dark Empire, unfortunately. But yeah, Dark Empire Two. Like, there's but... a scene where they like accidentally just stumble upon this world that like has steam powered Star Wars. Yeah. And uh it's kind of similar to this where yeah, it's a, a a civilization that is cut off from the rest of the galaxy for the most part and has some sort of backwards technology. So Well, it, we don't see naked Palpatine, but you do see Club and Palpatine. Palpatine yeah, is a completely yeah. irresponsible yeah. person and brings a twelve year old to a nightclub. It's great. As one does. Yeah. Exactly. Probably shouldn't do. 
<laughs> so that's my pick obi-wan and anakin i i think the only bad thing about this is it wasn't a full series it's only six issues yeah i think our, even like i mean obviously we'd love more like even if it was 12 we could have 12 issues could have done so much more with this like time period would have been fantastic but all right absolutely i think that means i'm next you are again. next six overall mm-hmm. pick so Wow, just staring at my list. There are so many options. <laughs> I think this is where I have to snipe the next, I mean, the, the obvious pick. And that's Star Wars TIE Fighter. Like, I, I, I mean, I'm, I'm sorry. I Like, I knew this would not be around for my, my, uh, my next ones. Well, actually, it would have because I'm. it's a snake. I pick again next. But anyways, <laughs> we're just going to get it out of the way. Uh, Star Wars TIE Fighter uh, was a mini series which i actually read the first issue of like yesterday so um i mean it's is it fair that i'm giving this recommendation even though i haven't finished it probably not but i know it's good star wars uh starfighter content and uh, i haven't read much legends to help you out there so i'm giving you this it ties into the alphabet squadron uh, trilogy uh with shadow wing so that's pretty Mm -hmm. cool uh and also has a tie to uh imperial believe it or not so a tie oh my gosh yeah uh there's a there's a character in imperial cadet that winds his way into this story uh so that's pretty cool as well if you end up reading emma's suggestion so it's yeah so far i've been really enjoying it um it's very cool to see you know alexander freed's interpretation of the much more technical side of star wars and the much more technical side of like warfare and dogfighting expressed on a comic book uh, so yeah, so far I'm loving it, and hopefully if you get around to reading it, you'll enjoy it as well. Yeah, so, yeah. it's it's I a fair pick. It's, pick. it's a fair pick because you know I've I've read the whole thing and it was on my list. I'm pretty sure it was on everybody's list. Um, it's just one of those like it it feels like classic Star Wars in the fighters. Uh, you know, with the art and you know you get the dog fights and then you get the stuff in the hangar. It's just it is like it screams Carl on it. Like, really. Uh, it was, like, the first thing I thought of when I was thinking of recommendations for you. So I think you'll enjoy it. Nice. Nice. I, I remember seeing the, uh, they had, like, a short excerpt of it uh, in the hardcover, or at least the uh, the first edition hardcover yeah. of Alphabet Squadron. I remember reading that, and I, I don't know why it dropped off my radar after that, but I should definitely get my hands on it. Well, yeah, it's funny because, like, yeah, there's the comic excerpt in the hardcover novel, and then there's an excerpt from the book in the back of the issue of the comic book as well. So it's kind of a little of a, uh, yeah. Cross promotion. Uh, Mobius strip <laughs> of content, yeah. <laughs> or All right. Yeah, so with my, my with my last pick, the seventh overall pick in the Carl draft is Star Wars Darth Maul, Son of Dathomir. So I said I didn't have any legends, but this is like the most like gray area content as far as besides maybe the revenge of the sith novelization that i know of where it came out in 2014 i believe um and is by dark horse which means it should be legends but it is not i'm sure you can consider it legends because it 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 kind of goes with a lot of the uh the darth maul clone wars content the later content with him and mandalore uh, so I guess it kind of just was in a weird place um, with that transition. Um, but it's I think it's a highly underrated comic uh, for, I guess, Legends slash canon, whatever you want to make of it. Uh, it yeah, shows how Maul escapes after being captured um, the first time 
and uh, then how he goes about making his alliance with the uh, the Mandalorian uh, commandos. So I think it's a fantastic comic. And uh, yeah, so you got a little bit of that four sides of things. You get some really critical information about Darth Maul's backstory that's never been explained anywhere else. Uh, so yeah, I think it's highly underrated. Do not try and find a physical copy of this. It's very expensive <laughs> as far as I'm aware. Um, but yeah, great story. And if you happen to, for like the five people out there that this applies to, if you've happened to read the Maul story in Myths and Fables by George Mann, the Galaxy's Edge Park version of the story, because it's not in the regular one, uh, there's an incredibly awesome tie between the Maul short story in there and this comic book. And that's all I'll say. It's fantastic. Please read both these. I see Eric right now, who's one of the people that has read that Myths and Fables story in the chat saying he hasn't read it. Please, dude, please finish this comic. I, I like, I, you'll be like blowing up my DMs when you finish it. I, I promise you that. So, yeah, that is my pick for the draft. Darth Maul, son of Dathomir. Yeah, that's a great pick. I remember reading this and it was like, this could be like a Clone Wars arc. Um, legit. I mean, that's that's how much important information there is, and you get some awesome tie-ins with like, um. Uh, season seven of the Clone Wars too, with uh, uh, mm-hmm. Gar Saxon and uh, Rook Cast, you know the the purple haired Mandalorian. So yeah, lots of good tie-ins. Um, totally agree, it's underrated. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, and I see Blind Face asking if Marvel reprinted it. I don't know if they physically reprinted it, but it is on Marvel Unlimited, uh, and you can get it there. And Wikipedia calls it canon, so we're just gonna go with that. Yeah, I had it. <laughs> Like pulled up, I was going through a bunch of comics I want to read, and I put it on like I'm going to read it sh- shortly, and I just haven't gotten to it this week. So, also uh, the art is super cool mm-hmm. because it's Dark Horse styling, so it looked like Dark Horse definitely has a definitive look to it, and it is not what is happening right now. And you know, for better or for worse, I'm not saying one's better than the other, but it's it's much more in line what you expect from a Legends comic art wise. Nice. I guess that's middle of the round, so it's back to me, right? It is back to you, yes, eighth overall. Okay, I think I'm going to keep a theme going with mine. Uh, so I've had it was I'm was just between this one I'm going to pick and a Legends one. So I'm going to pick my often talk about my favorite of all time, Lando 2015. Yeah, see, you are you are smart. You pulled <laughs> yeah, it like, all the way up. Like, all right, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, this one is also written by Charles Soule. You know, brief aside, I had a cousin who was texting me. He's like, hey, how should I get into Star Wars comics? And I said, maybe what you should do is just read all of Charles Soule's comics as in release order, because that's, you know, that gets you a good that smattering. That would be terrible. That would get you, like, what, a really good smattering. then Obi-Wan, or... Yeah, then Obi-Wan and Anakin, Anakin. then Darth Vader. Then Poe. Then Poe, then Star then Wars 2020. Yeah. Then War of the Bounty Hunters. It's a and solid all, Exactly, and they all do a lot of good job tying together. So, you know, Lando, I think, is a really good sort of uh, comic because, I don't know, it's, it's just a fun little heist in a bottle sort of episode. So they do a great job setting up these characters, setting up this uh, conflict. Kind of like there's this like, oh crap moment after the first episode, after the first issue. So Lando just does a lot of great sort of things because, you know, he's trying to steal a ship. There's some really good um, action in there and some really good, you know, emotion and pathos and payoff there. Like it really sets up Lando as a character in a way that we haven't seen him before. So 
I know he's not a Jedi. I know it's not a whole lot of Starfighter action, but it's no, a real... definitely cool. Exactly. And it's, it's very cool. And it sets up a lot of stuff for the 2020 series, as we're seeing it pay off now between him and Lobot and all oh, very cool. the emotions that they're like. It makes you really feel for this, like, you know, one-off character that's set in two scenes. Mm-hmm. So Lando 2015 by Soul I is... I will recommend to anyone and I will die on this hill. It does have a little bit of force lore type stuff because let's just with let's just say the ship he steals is very intriguing uh with uh with someone who really likes force stuff. Mm-hmm. We'll just say that. Yeah, it's a solid but, pick. I think no matter what anyone's interests are, it's just that solid of a comic for sure. All right, so yeah, we are excellent. now at the very last pick of the Carl's Comics draft um, with my pick, ninth overall. And I am going to choose one of my favorites. Uh, yes, Jacob already knew. <laughs> uh, this is Star Wars 2015, <laughs> Volume 8, uh, Mutiny at Moncala. I talk about it a lot, I think. Um, but, I mean, first of all, let's just say let's just say the obvious this cover is amazing it's so gorgeous and you've got leia and her you know super like inspirational pose and oh my gosh i love it um but the, it's very propaganda poster. it is that's what yeah. it makes me think of it makes me think of, of rebellion propaganda and that's why it, it, you know it's so unique in that way and i love it um you know that's i think that's a, like one of the first images we have in our intro video it is i i made sure it got yeah. in there <laughs> Make sure you buy your Republic War Bonds. That's what that poster's called. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, for sure. Uh, but inside this this comic, uh, the cover is cool, but the comic is, is also very cool. Uh, you get to see how uh, the Rebellion sort of convinces Mon Cala to join the Rebellion, and so they get all the... Um, how they get all the ships that you see uh, in later movies, um, which is super cool because, you know, the Mon Calans, you know, they like to be peaceful. They weren't really sure about joining the rebellion. And, and this whole arc um, is sort of uh, depicting how Leia and the rest can sort of get Mon Cala on their side. Um, it's just a solid arc. And, um, you know, all of Star Wars 2015 is super, super awesome. But some of the later arcs are really solid, um, building up the rebellion from from the very a small ragtag group that we see in episode four to the not so small and not so ragtag group that we see in episode five. Absolutely. Like if I have one caveat to say about recommending this series is there, it works really well. If you've read the, uh, the was it the uh, dark Lord of Sith? Like they had an mm. arc about what Vader did yeah. to Mon Cala oh, to okay. make it to that sort of thing. And I read that, I luckily had read that first and then read that one. I and mean, it's not important, but you do get a little bit more if you read that series first, I think. Yeah. And I mean, yeah. honestly, I think, I think all of us would say that reading dark Lord of the Sith is like an absolute must. And the reason why nobody's picked that yet is because it's on our foundational five. Um, because that series is like, probably my favorite star wars comic that i've ever read dark lord of the sith um Def- definitely one of the best vader series for sure in general yeah. yeah it's very solid so so yes it, it definitely does help uh to read that um uh before this arc and also i'm i'm sure you've you've probably watched the infamous uh like underwater arc from the clone wars um on Moncala. <laughs> that that also ties in a bit as well mm-hmm. yeah i think i think the clone wars 
honestly, I think you could read it without having read or watched either of those things. Oh, for sure. I, yeah. like, I read this and The Dark Lord of the Sith back or simultaneously, and the two arcs, they kind of like have the mystery dangling over you the whole time, and they reveal it more or less at the same time. So I don't think you're... It's super cool to have read both of them. I don't think you need to have... Like, it's not going to hinder your, your yeah. experience by not having read Dark Lord of the Sith, but yes, please do read that as well. And then, yeah, I mean, if if you've seen Clone Wars, you you know the Lee Char episodes. You can watch them if you want. Um, I, I, it's it's uh, early Clone Wars, which is, it is comes with a whole bunch of stuff. And but yeah, it's it's fine. I think again, that they do a good enough good enough job of explaining what's going on with Mon Cala that you don't need to know. But it is cool when you see like characters from that show back up. So sure. Yeah, so I think that's that, all that's all of our picks. Yeah, that wraps up the the draft. Hopefully, I mean, uh, you know, kind of a little bit legends lacking, I would say. Um, but we do have some honorable mentions from Tyler. Um, Jacob, do you want to be Tyler's proxy? <laughs> yeah, sure. So Tyler sent me a few suggestions for you as well since he well, he's now in the chat, but since he couldn't join us on video tonight, uh, he said the High Republic and the High Republic Adventures. I know you're already mm-hmm. reading at least the Marvel series. Yeah, I don't know if both. you're reading. Okay, you are reading yeah. both. So you already know how great they are. Yeah. Uh, if you're in the chat and you have not read these, highly recommend it. Uh, he also recommended the TIE Fighter series. I figured at least one of us would pick it, and so I did. <laughs> and the last is a new Legends uh, selection. So it's X-Wing Rogue, Squ- Rogue Squadron from 1995. He said it's a great Starfighter story, and, you know, if that sounds familiar, it's because, yes, it is that Rogue Squadron. Um, it was, hold on, let me pull up what he said. He, uh, Michael Stackpole did help write this, uh, who, you know, is also the famous writer of the X-Wing mm-hmm. uh, novels. So uh, it's a miniseries uh, that talks a lot about the characters uh, Wedge, Antilles, and Baron Fell. So... If you're a big fan of Rogue Squadron and you're a big fan of Legends, then maybe check out this comic book adaptation of Rogue Squadron. Nice. Uh, I would imagine it's on Marvel Unlimited if you have that. So, yeah. And that sounds good because I know a lot of people are really big fans of like the novel series. I'm just wondering if that's uh, like I said, a tie into the novel series or is it like the first issue of the novel series? You know. I don't know. I, I think it sounds like it might be an adaptation. I don't know if it's a tie-in. I don't know if Tyler's still in the chat and can uh, clarify that. I should have looked it up beforehand because I had that fine. thought as well. But uh, And then two other just honorable mentions outside of Tyler's suggestions. They are our foundational five, but two I think would be really great for you are Rise of Kylo Ren. Uh, for some of that more Force, Jedi, Sith... All that good stuff's wrapped up in there, and it's another, again, another Charles Soule comic. If you're seeing a trend here, that's also where uh, where we find the hat. We're going to get Charles someday. Yeah, that is where we find the hat, the Snoke hat, the infamous Snoke hat. <laughs> and then the last one, of course, is again yet another Charles Soule comic. Uh, uh, is Darth Vader, Dark Lord of the Sith, um, twenty five issues, twenty seven issues um, of Darth Vader directly after Revenge of the Sith, and it is. Very, very good. Uh, a lot of, a lot again, a lot of more Jedi Force Sith lore in that. Talking about Jocasta New and like how she, tr- she survives the purge. Spoilers and how she's trying to <laughs> like look at you know what remains of the Jedi Order, and um, 
there's a tie to into the dark with uh, some some Jedi ancient Jedi practices. There's so much cool stuff in that comic that we can't let you get away without recommending that as well, even if we couldn't within the confines of the game. Exactly. <laughs> All right. So yeah, let's just run. Yeah, let's just run down our picks real quick. Uh, uh, so we have n- number one for me, Darth Vader 2020 Volume Two. Uh, number two, Caleb Poe Dameron Volume One. Number three, Emma Han Solo Imperial Cadet. Uh, number four, Emma Star Wars Obsession. Number five, Caleb Obi Wan and Anakin. Number six, myself Tie Fighter. Number seven, myself Darth Maul, son of Dathomir. Number eight, Caleb Lando. And number nine, Emma. Star Wars 2015 Volume 8 Mutiny Among Kala. So, it's a lot to throw at you, Carl. Uh, I don't know if I don't know, are there any of them that like stick out to you or like I want to read that tonight where you're really feeling it or, you know, you're just going to have to well, kind yeah. of parse through it and and yeah, see. Yeah, I'm, I'm probably going to have to marinate on it a little bit and, and to be told I'm I'm, I'm going to read them all eventually, so <laughs> you don't have, you don't have to worry that I'm not gonna, that I'm going to end up ignoring someone's uh, recommendation, but uh uh, a lot of them I had heard some really good things about, uh, including the Poe Dameron one, um, and, and certainly uh, Darth Vader, Dark Lord of the Sith. Um, there's some, there were some surprise ones here, like Son of Dathomir and Obsession, that uh, I hadn't heard much about. So um, that definitely piques my curiosity. So uh, I can't necessarily say that's going to make me read one before the other. Uh, it might come down to what I have hard copy on the shelf or if I happen to be chained to my desk and I'm going to read comicsology when I should be doing something else. <laughs> we won't tell if you don't. I won't. <laughs> awesome. Well, no, that's great guys. I really appreciate yeah, it. Yeah. Well, thank of you course. Carl for, for being on the show and, and for letting us uh, oh, pick pleasure. a list for you. This was, this was a fun exercise. Uh, I, I think I can speak for all of us when, when I say it. this was a fun exercise to sort of pick through what we've read and, and figure out based on your interests, um, what would be good for you. So we really appreciate you, uh, being on the show. Yeah, well, my pleasure being here, and uh, also take the take the opportunity to say that it's been uh, really great watching you guys uh, hit the ground running from, you know, when 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 this was just an idea bouncing around in Slack to uh, your first episode. Now, uh, you know, it's what your seventh, but it feels like you've been doing it for a couple of years now. So, uh, hats off to, to all you guys, and uh, it's really exciting to to watch you guys grow. Thank you, Carl. That's very nice. Thanks so much. Yeah. All right, so before we right. uh, bounce out of here, uh, we just want to let you know that next episode we'll be doing a roundtable on Volume 2 of the Star Wars 2020 series with a special guest. Uh, just to give you all a heads up, the trade paperback doesn't collect the last issue of this arc, uh, which is issue number 12. So if you want to um, sort of follow along with us, maybe get that issue separately um or or however you'd like to do it but we just wanted to give you a little warning on that and and the links for these uh for the the trade paperback is down below in the description all right so that will do it for episode seven of the cosmic force don't forget to subscribe to the show wherever you get your podcasts and tune in every wednesday at 8 p.m on youtube to hear us live If you like what you hear, please leave us a review on iTunes, which will help new listeners find the show. Be sure to visit utinia.com for reviews, articles, and news for the entire expanded universe. We encourage you to join our Utini Discord community, which, by the way, has over a thousand uh, uh, members now, which is absolutely amazing. Uh, You can find that by going to utini.com slash discord. 
If you'd like to help support the show, you can find us on Patreon at patreon.com slash utini and start receiving exclusive perks starting at just $5 a month. A special thank you to Cheryl Bell, Patrick Ortiz, and Carl Sander on our Jedi High Council, and Kyle Hickman, Elizabeth Cloutier, Jason Mitchell, Freddie C., and Sally and Chris Eilerson on our Alliance High Command for their amazing support. You can tweet the show at the Cosmic Force Show or the host individually. I'm Irma Jedi 26. Caleb is at Caleb Laminac. Jacob is at Jacob Bausch. And uh, Carl is at Carl underscore Sander underscore. Thank you again to Caleb, Jacob, and Carl for podcasting with me today. And a special thanks to our listeners for joining us. We truly appreciate you. We'll see you next week. And may the force be with you.